0: Welcome to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by TireRack.com and by RockAuto.com. Here's your MotorWeek podcast host, John Davis. And thank you, Alec Webb, the uh, voice of Motor Week. And I am John Davis, and welcome to Motor Week podcast number 134. And in our studio today, around our Motor Week Anything Goes table, is writer producer Brian Robinson. Glad to be here, John. Very good, Brian. Our road test producer, Ben Davis. Hey there. We've been missing you lately. Assistant producer, Greg Carlos. Hello. And our writer, Patrick Lucas. Hello, everybody. Who's also the guy with the bell. And we all have a lightning round, a viewer question, all our normal things, a rant and rave session. But first, we're going to talk about the uh, 2016 North American International Auto Show in Detroit. Uh, I was there along with Greg. Brian Robinson basically was master of the uh, script for the uh, entire event. Everybody, Patrick, even monitored all of it coming down the line since virtually everything that happened during press day was also uh, viewable online. So, okay, um, I guess let's start off. Anybody give an overview of what they think the show was like, either remotely or there? I'll start with you, Greg.
1: Um the show was a pretty decent show. I wouldn't put it there at the top of them. Uh, you know, wasn't one of the more memorable Detroit's, but uh, still a lot of good stuff there. Seemed like a lot of uh, high end luxury or premium brands mm-hmm. were uh, revealing some stuff. Saw a few good uh, concepts, um, in particular the Precision by Acura. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Avista was very nice, from by, Buick. yeah, from Buick, it
0: spectacular. And then
1: uh, one that actually kind of fooled some people, I think maybe into thinking it was a concept, was that Lexus. Oh, the LC, LC 500.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's not a concept. Brian, you from afar, but still you monitored everything.
2: I did, and it felt like I had been there before it even started because uh, with all these shows now, you know everything before they even happen. There were only two cars that happened. During press days that I didn't already know everything about, so it wasn't really much to get excited about f- sitting at, at this end, anyway. But uh, Patrick, you were watching
0: most of the unveils. I was. Anything impress you?
3: Um, there was a lot that was impressive, um, but again, there were no really surprises. The M2, I'm assuming, is going to be uh, impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, surprised at how many uh, sort of luxury. Coups, those big sport luxury right. coops. We um, haven't
0: seen three of those show up at one
4: yeah, show in exactly. a long time. A lot of
3: pickup trucks.
0: Ben, mm-hmm. did you uh, see anything
4: from the show? Well, um, I'm always a big fan of the Raptor, but I had seen that at a Shelby GT350 launch, mm-hmm. so that really wasn't new to me either. But that did unveil that, right? Yes. Uh, the, yeah. the crew cab model, did
0: yeah. The, the interesting thing about the show, going in, I have to tell you, I, I agree with uh, Brian Robinson, basically we knew about virtually everything, and when you got the list of press events, I was dumbstruck that on the first press day, which normally we're still going to unveilings at 5 o'clock, it was over before 3 o'clock. And there were very few on the second day. There were also some notable companies that were not there this year, like Jaguar and Land Rover, and and many also, Mm -hmm. which always has a booth. So I'm scratching my head and wondering exactly what's going on. Having said that, I think the, the the list of vehicles there was actually better than I expected, largely because of the surprises, uh, some of the, the, the three sporty coupes, and manufacturers almost never mess around with sporty coupes unless times are good because they don't sell a lot of them. They're halo cars, and the, uh, the Acura Precision concept, whether you like it or not, it was the first – Big departure in Acura styling, and I don't know, seven years maybe, and a very welcomed one. And we only can hope that they're going to uh, do that from production. Uh, some other things that were of note. Um, Chevrolet showed the production uh, Bolt electric car and a new five door version of their uh, Cruze, but they had already shown those at the Consumer Electronics Which, Show the week before. And I think
1: it had been overshadowed a little bit because the Cruze was actually a very good looking car in it really person. Is. Yeah, I think that's going to be a real good contender. And sticking with the hatches, and you and I had, had mm-hmm. this conversation, I think, at the airport, um, whether Americans are really turning to hatches um the kia forte 5 was a very nice yeah i think car. so that could be a pretty good contender if they call it an suv then it could be but yeah. <laughs> probably, a probably right yeah. uh speaking of
0: kia they had a concept there called the telluride uh, most people don't remember they that used thing. to make a really big awesome. suv called the borrego and this looks like this is a foreteller of them getting back into that three-row market
4: the, the pictures of that were awesome i saw a lot of um Especially through the rear uh, D-pillar area, uh, green uh, from profile, it kind of looked like a, a soul. So you could tell it was mm-hmm. Kia. It wasn't a far departure from their stuff, but more of a Sorento front end to it. I think it was really well done. Super.
0: Every time we go to these shows... For the last few years, everything's always bigger, bigger, bigger. And so I was a little surprised, well, not really because I'd seen the spy photos, that the new GMC Acadia is actually going to be smaller. Yeah. Uh, it's lost about seven inches. They they basically found out that their customers think it's too big. Everybody wants a Pilot or a Highlander, so they've pretty much given it a Pilot's dimensions. And I guess we'll see whether it does well.
1: Yeah, it lost a lot of weight, too. I think it's down like 700
0: pounds. Yeah, it's huge. And uh, otherwise, it's sort of like... Looks like an Acadia. It wasn't like it's a, a big departure in styling. I'd say um, anything else? Uh, there's uh, new Porsche 911 Turbo. Ridgeline.
1: Oh, the Ridgeline. You want to talk about that? Um, I mean, I didn't spend a whole lot of time reading about it, but uh, just from looking at it, it's definitely... And now it looks like it, a pickup truck. Yeah, it does. And it's also still very Honda. I wouldn't say it's maybe what the rugged pickup truck buyer is looking for. No. Um, so but yeah. it is interesting that they have... They've
0: raised the bed floor and Mm -hmm. shortened the sidewalls, which no one really has mentioned uh, in the press. And by doing that, they've given themselves a virtually flat floor. So they now have a true 48 inches between the wheel arches, which no other mid-sized truck does. But more importantly, they've got five feet of of width, front to back, pretty much without any intrusion, just a little bit. Uh, the, The difference is that you can't go as high. But it is... You know, somebody just needs an occasional truck. I guess it's it's good.
4: Yeah, um, still has a cool trunk under the bed. Yeah, and, and it's flatter and actually holds more. I saw that the, still has the, the two gate way tailgate. Uh, oh, it did it's have the two, two way, way tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, think I, I oh, don't know about cool. you.
0: I'd sort of forgotten that. That, yeah. that is a, a little nicety. It looks a lot like uh, you know. Let's face it. They took a pilot and put a put a car, you know, a bed on the back. Feel, but still, well, it's always been. I feel yeah. like
1: we missed two big American reveals. Well. Go ahead. I guess they were reveals, the Continental and the Pacifica. Yeah, yeah, sorry but That's Oh gosh, how can we forget the Pacifica? But you're right,
0: Continental. Here's the production version of it. Did you did you everybody was pretty ooing and awing over it.
1: Yeah, that's actually the general consensus. Everybody is really kind of Wowed by the styling of this thing, and I say it, it certainly looks good, but I wouldn't say it's anything revolutionary. It's like the latest
2: here. in a long line of Lincoln's that's supposed to turn the brand around. Yeah, of which none have yet. So,
0: but how can we oh, overlook the single biggest <laughs> vehicle at the show as far as uh, volume, and that's the new Chrysler minivan, which ditches the town and country name, and now it's been going back to the Pacific name, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, that's weird. They should have called a 200 Wagon. Looks just like a 200. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: You know, even that's to not the a good point, thing, really. You don't like the 200? I don't like the face of the 200, and I, I like it even less on the on the front of that. It's
0: interesting. When they showed the picture of it, they actually put up a split screen with the van on one side and the 200 on the other to, to bring the point home. I actually think it looks very attractive. You know, when I first saw the 200 front end, I thought it kind of looked. Like a sob, not a good one, uh, but uh, I've I guess it's grown on me. I, I like our long term car, but this it is beautiful. It's for a minivan, uh, it's very yeah. pretty. I wouldn't use well, at it's all. very, it's <laughs> very <laughs> attractive,
2: yeah. I wouldn't even use that, but it's got a plug in hybrid version, yeah. I think, which it's is pretty much deal. with yeah.
4: 30
0: miles worth of EV range. Yeah, they're
2: okay. definitely stepping out there with that.
4: So. I heard the rear seat infotainment game is class is supposed to revolutionize yeah,
1: two big screens yeah back real big and then there's touch some, sensitive and you connect was already pretty good I they think made that was their just own updated. like
3: systems called like you connect theater or something like that <laughs> you can separately control everything back there and it's got like a, a kids setting or something like that so if you have obviously kids in the back it's like it has like little games and stuff like that
4: yeah and that's obviously the person who buys that is going to love that.
0: You know how Ford has the uh, hands-free opening of the tailgate? You can now do that with the side doors mm-hmm. as well. Um, that's a nice they, little feature. They improved everything, the fold in the floor, second-row seats. Which you don't get You don't, don't, ha- get, in the okay. you don't get in the hybrid, which is you're right, and I think that's kind of a deal killer for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. you used to always have to push the front seats forward to make them fold. Mm-hmm. Now you don't. Uh, I think they'll, you know, I don't think they're going to get what was it their word? They want people to say, uh, you know, to sort of forget about crossovers and go back to minivans. I don't think that's going to happen, but it does seem to be that probably the most useful vehicle you've on the planet got is better.
4: Yeah, that should be uh, Odyssey is due for a new one so this year too. It should be. Yeah. It should be, a, be a, it's going to be a a one good of the shows, New York or Chicago, one of them, mm-hmm. right? And
0: mm-hmm. so I think so. You know, when's the last time we had two brand new minivans to talk about? <laughs> really, year? I guess that means we got to yeah, compare yeah, yeah, minivan yeah, yeah. comparison yeah, in pleasure. our future can't wait track for that. test.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so North American International Auto Show in Detroit. It was a good show. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a great show, but it was a solid show and. uh and several of the vehicles we've mentioned, particularly uh, the new uh, Pacifica, I think are going to be very important for the domestics. And well, we'll see. is a new year. Okay, um, there's one other vehicle we wanted to talk about, and it was one of the finalists for North American Car of the Year, which, by the way, the Honda Civic won the Car Award and the um, uh, Volvo XC90 Crossover won the Truck Utility Award. But Malibu was also in play. Chevrolet Malibu 2016 the question we asked in our road test is, has it finally jumped from rental car to a real contender who wants to dive into that one
4: i 'll take it because I went it. on the event myself, and uh, I would agree with that statement for sure it's um, it 's finally um, just it 's a much more stylish inside than it ever has been and it's attractive from every angle you look at it, but the most impressive is the uh, ergonomics and the uh, technology that they've got packed into it now, which um, is is very easy to use for the tremendous amount of, of tech that's in there, especially when you compare it to, uh, to an Accord, for instance, with their bi-level screen and, and all their myriad of controls that just don't ever seem to feel natural, regardless mm-hmm. of how much time you spend in them. This Malibu does, and it has, unlike... Um, Unlike uh, Camry or, Carole, or 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 Accord, it does have a true driver's feel to the road, I believe, and uh, very solid. Yeah, and I mean, people beat me up for saying at least it doesn't have a uh, a uh, CVT, but at least it doesn't have a CVT.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's bigger, so you can't. Everybody's always complained about in the last generation anyway about the lack of rear legroom. That's that's solved. Uh, material quality is better. Um, it's all four cylinder powertrains, which is uh, you know kind of the the trend, but now and it's turbo gas too, under turbos and 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 a real hybrid, not that that sort of pseudo pretend hybrid that they had before.
4: It's a really sorted out trans too. You're never hunting for gears, and there's always DHB. power under your foot. It's yeah. a lot of fun to drive.
2: Yeah, I would agree with all that. I cert- it certainly looks better. Uh, the rear seat room was a big thing for many people. Got that sorted out. Some it weighs less. It's bigger. Uh, definitely better to drive. Some somehow though it has less trunk space and less fuel capacity too, which I guess some people don't care about, but it seems to me if a bigger car you could
0: kinda of add on to both of those. You do but, wonder if they stretched uh like stretched the wheelbase like three and, and a half times. inches yeah. and and they've only given an what was it, an inch and a half more rear leg room. Right. It seemed what like happened to the rest of the space? Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess uh, front or engine compartment. I don't know. Uh, I but. don't know either. But uh, I think we came away – and we had some questions about some of the materials, although we thought that overall they were a huge improvement – Seats are comfortable. It, it, it's, a, it's a good job. It's a real player in that market. Whether the public will warm up to it is something else again. Right,
2: and they need to take advantage of it because I'm sure there's a new Accord and Camry both yeah. right around the corner. Yeah, so. it would
0: take a strong advertising you effort
4: need. because everybody is programmed to buy an Accord or Camry.
0: But, you know, it's a buyer's market right now. If there's any places a buyer's market, it's in sized four-door sedans because every, those people all want SUVs. And I guess if there was one thing lacking in the new Malibu is no all-wheel drive uh, uh, option. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it liked the car. Okay, we're going to move on to our lightning round where those of us around the table have two minutes to debate a trending automotive topic. And this sort of was reinforced in Detroit. Um, there seems to be a luxury or premium brand push going on right now. Buick, Acura, Infiniti, Lexus, Genesis is now spun off into uh, uh, by Hyundai as its standalone brand with uh, unique models. So what do we all make of this big push up market? Uh, and especially in Detroit, we, talked mostly about uh, premium vehicles is it a coincidence is there a market trend coming what's going on here
2: yeah i wouldn't look too much into it i mean things go in cycles
0: and it's just uh
2: having to be a lot of luxury cars up there well at this point in time
3: the auto industry is coming off it's one of its best 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 record best year 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 ever i guess they're feeling they could cash in on anything they want
2: well these vehicles were obviously In the works for a long time. They didn't make this decision last month when
0: they broke a new record. I'll throw out something, and this was kind of the buzzer around some of the the auto writers – that with all the talk about autonomous driving and car sharing and all, that that's going to happen at the lower level cars, the Chevys, the Fords, where they'll have a decrease in production. They all Everybody th- seems to think that we'll probably never beat this 17, almost a half million sales we did in, this, in 15. And so the only volume is going to come from increasing the upmarket where people might be buying cars more for individual pleasure and less for just commuting. I don't buy this. But this is one rationale that's going around and why there's, everybody's saying, I still got to make money. I still got to basically have money to invest in new designs. So I'm going to make it up here where if, even if I sell less, I'll make a bigger dollar profit where I'm not going to make anything on the commodity vehicles down here. Is that was something good. that was tossed around. Go ahead. There you go.
3: Greg, you, say you go.
1: No. <laughs> you go. You go. You go. You um, go. No, we remember those.
3: Um, Volvo. Of all companies, which is I think as an upmarket brand, they're yeah. going to be. Uh, they're doing more for autonomous driving than anybody standard, else, aren't they? Yeah, they, they claim so. That's on seems, the S90. Well, are they talking about doing on everything? Yeah, no, uh, no, he, no, no, I'm just true. saying it is. Well, they have on the said S90. by
0: 2020, they don't think anybody should get seriously
1: injured or killed in a Volvo in an accident, which yeah. is an amazingly bold statement yeah. to make. Um, oh, I got a question for everybody. What do we all oh. think of the Genesis? Kind of branching off into its well, own that, brand.
2: I'll jump in on that. That was the original point when the for Genesis to start when the with. original Genesis right. sedan came out. But it was also right when the crash happened. So it was just too much money they thought at the time to launch a whole new brand. So they just put it in the
1: back burner Th- for a while. This but. is like the natural evolution mm-hmm. of a car company, though. Like right, a, s- a successful sure. car company. I mean, I think I think it's a great move now for Hyundai to finally get that other brand. Like Toyota has Lexus. Nissan got Infiniti years ago. I mean. Seems like this is the next step for Hyundai to take, and it'll be interesting to see if people can kind of shed that Hyundai stigma, you know, where mm-hmm. you know that doesn't necessarily say luxury. Whereas Genesis, I think, will have a very good chance at getting people to get past that Hyundai.
2: Yeah, and a lot of it will have to do with uh, establishing a, a dealer network that mm-hmm. pampers these people the way they uh, feel they need to be pampered.
0: I mean, look at Lexus. Yeah, oh. done very well. Okay, let that, that was good. On he says, "Nah, that, I think two we we, we covered it pretty well." Uh, viewer question: It's from Ron this time. He says, "I've got two vehicles with leather-wrapped steering wheels that are too slick.
1: Why don't you brag about it? Yeah, really. <laughs> Is there
0: something I can coat them with to make them grip better?" Uh, well, you might want to think driving of, gloves. Driving <laughs> gloves. How about what's the stuff <laughs> the golfers use on the, uh, on think? their gloves? Yeah. I don't Stick know em. Uh, Stick them. Um, yeah. You know, pine maybe... Tar. There you go. Ron, pine tar. What? Pine tar. There you go. <laughs> you have
1: it will be even dirtier, but at least you'll Except be able to grip it. now your
0: hands are going to stick to the wheels. Yeah. Ron, try this. Get some a really good leather cleaner and clean the leather because, first of all, a lot of that slickness may be coming from oils off your hands that have built up on the uh, uh, leather and filled in some of the grain. And then get a really good leather conditioner that will, uh, if you use it frequently enough, will actually soften the leather up. Uh, otherwise, you know, driving gloves is probably be my yeah, best suggestion, like too. Or a
2: steering wheel wrap or something yeah, like that, depending on how like, bad uh, it is. Yeah, one of the
0: foam uh, yeah.
2: one one, one,
3: <laughs> lamp, wool. Which, one I of, yeah. really hope you don't resort to that, <laughs> Ron. I honestly yeah. do.
0: But uh, try it. You know, gloves are what always are a that, good driving gloves are always a good choice. There's chain steering wheels. That would be a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. Yeah. So,
4: amongst the same topic, but just slightly a derivative here. Uh, Alcantara covered wheels. Yeah. I hate them. They make my hands itch yeah and sweat. And I can't stand them. What do you guys think?
1: I hate them too. I, I think they feel good at first, but once your hand—if your hand—they actually make your hands dry up, don't they? Uh, and they get yeah. I think they, I look, just, I think
0: I they make you them. feel like you're getting the wheel dirty really quickly because they really suck up yeah. whatever. What do they Everything. look like after a like few years of years? They, they, they so. itch my palms. They
3: itch, they itch. Everything shows up on them. Are we ranting and raving about steering wheels? Because I'd love yeah. to keep going. Well, I can't, sorry. <laughs> let's
0: go into the rant and rave. That was, that was a nice go segue. Well, I just.
3: The faux wood or actual wood steering wheels, I hate those. Like well, the, they really are. The laminated are slick. wood, I think Lexus does it a lot, yeah. or Toyota mm-hmm. does it a lot. My hands, I guess I get sweaty palms when I drive. Um, Sounds and, about right. And my, <laughs> my <laughs> hands. My drives, He drives. <laughs> you look like a sweaty palm <laughs> yeah, guy. I'm a sweaty guy. Um, no, my hands slip right off those things.
0: Do you remember the old oh, Narda? I mean, most of you guys are too young. The old Narda, Nardo Nardy steering wheels, wheels. Yeah, the wood yeah, one yeah. ones, the real thin wood yeah, ones ones you would find. Beautiful steering but, wheels. You, but if, you, but when you tried drove, when you tried to drive with them, they were so slick you couldn't yeah, hold. Yeah, that's about. Part was. of the problem
4: is the thinness of those wheels. Yeah, and that's they were. They just were super par thin. for the
0: era. Yeah. Uh, the wood wheels—that's funny. I—I I find them very disconcerting as a, they remind me of the old plastic wheels. back Yeah, it's just the like 60s.
3: super laminated to the yeah. point where it feels like plastic. Yeah. It's probably
1: is. Even worse if it's heated and you really need that heated steering wheel. So you've got warm steering wheel here, and then you go up top, up. freeze yeah. your hand right <laughs> on. Um,
0: what do you like best? Just a good old leather wrap steering wheel, or if you—if you were going to basically put any wheel in your car, what would you put? It would be a, probably
4: an Infinity wheel for me, or a Mitsubishi steering wheel. I think I like a lot. Wow! Uh, yeah, and for why? Um, I think it's the 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 way that Nissan cuts their sports wheels. They're just bolstered really high up at the ten and two position, mm-hmm. and then there's there's just a lot of contour in there, and they're really thick. Um, and uh, and they incorporate their paddle
0: shifters really nice. My big beef on steering wheels is the ineffectiveness of about half of them when it comes to trying to blow your horn. Because of the airbag placement, you know, you either have some you still hit in the middle, but because of the airbag, not only are you hesitant to do so, which is silly, but it's not very sensitive, or you've still got your outboard uh, spoke uh, switches, which you forget they're there. It's like in a, in when, when I want to blow the horn, it's like you know, I want to jam <laughs> the middle of the wheel and I want it to happen real quick.
4: I had an 82 Mustang that had the horn on the uh, on a stalk yeah, coming yeah, out of the column. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, that was hard to remember. Yeah. <laughs> you had to.
2: Of you uh, did. Uh, yeah. I like steel, I like smaller the better, and some controls that I can't easily bump when I'm turning the wheel. That's really Ooh. all I ask for.
1: Controls behind the wheel. Yeah. Uh, I love uh, that. Chevy does it a little bit now, but Chrysler was really doing it. Yeah, they they, do they the still best. Really oh, do. boy, that, they do the best. That, yeah. uh, that pilot
0: we've got, it's got a lot of them. What about the paddles? The Volt, this is the age old question that we've been dealing with for no, I haven't not talked about this in a while. About mm. paddles, whether you want the paddles connected now, to paddles the wheel, shift paddles. Do you want the shift paddles? Paddles so that they turn with the wheel, or do you want the shift paddle stationary with the uh, steering column? Stationary, but no one
2: only ultra high performance oh. and, and Mitsubishi, there. Infinity, and Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. <laughs> it is ironic that they Mitsubishi has some of the best uh, paddle shifters they in do. the world. If they're
4: going to be stationary, they have to be wide enough for, they have to be tall enough for All me right. to cover. You know, mm-hmm. you know, but preferably, yeah, I, I like them. Like, they got
0: to be stationary. I, I've Come over the years to think that stationary is the only thing that makes sense because if you're in the heat of the moment and you really want to shift, you're like this. And you don't know where the paddles are. And If the paddles are out of position, you don't want to take your <laughs> yeah, hands off Or the, the reverse ver- Oh
3: yeah, to go down. I, I feel
1: like we're beating this to death, but we are. But that's remember, what this for. The, we are talking about paddles. The so. uh, the B the Alpina B7 yeah. we had a few years ago, and the B6 we had recently has buttons. That uh, might be the absolute yeah. worst uh, possible yeah. thing yeah. for <laughs> for shifting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just because it's German doesn't mean that it's the best.
4: Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that yeah. Performance golf that we had at the track was, was miserable too. It had them mounted on the wheel that spun with the wheel, but they were so small oh, this that little ditty mm. they didn't come I, past the, the spokes. Yeah. And, and you know, if you're a track driver and it's a track model, your hands are never going to be there, your wheel's going to be turned. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to grab right. a chunk of wheel, come into a right hander, and your hands are where they should be, but the wheel,
0: yeah, they're, yeah. they're never there. All right, so nothing. Never never much attention. There. That's our RAN Rave. And guess what? That pretty much does it for us on this MotorWeek Podcast 134 that we did specifically so we could talk to you about what happened in Detroit at the North American International Auto Show. I want to thank everybody around the table, Brian Robinson, Ben Davis, Greg Carlos, Patrick Lucas, and in the back, our audio engineer, Jim Bigwood, for making us sound intelligent even when we don't, podcast creator, Bob Mixter, and the guy with the bell, producer, Patrick Lucas. Hope you'll join us next time for more of our MotorWeek podcast. Remember, MotorWeek can be seen on most public television stations around the country and also on the Velocity cable channel. Go to MotorWeek.org to check for time and station. Till next time, thanks very much for watching, listening, and any way you can find us just being with us here on MotorWeek. You have been listening to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by TireRack.com and by BrockAuto.com. For additional information on podcasts, videos, and showtimes, visit our website at MotorWeek.org. And watch MotorWeek, television's longest-running automotive magazine series, each week on your local PBS station.